The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am one of your many hosts, uh, Mike Apatria, and I am joined on a special day but with a special person because we have a new show host. He's joining us. He's, he's been in the background for Hoopball for a little while now, uh, Mr. Miles Hartley. So, Miles, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Hey, I'm uh, <clears throat> from uh, Vancouver, Canada, where uh, the Grizzly used to be from. And I started playing uh, fantasy about, I think it was 2016, 2017 was the first year I got into it. I had no idea of, of like any players at the time. Didn't watch basketball, didn't really follow it too much. I mean, I always enjoyed it as a kid. But uh, yeah, got into one uh, league there. I drafted a team, and I think at the end of the year, I only had four players left from that start of the draft. So I was on the waiver wire constantly. Uh, and I end up finishing third out of 10 people that year. So that's pretty happy with it. And then after that, I was just hooked. And I mean, this year I'm in 13 uh, season long leagues. And I mean, I play Daily Fantasy every day. <laughs> yeah, so you, you definitely got hooked. Uh, you, you know, especially the DFS. Once you get you know, hooked into that, it's kind of hard to get out of it. It's so much fun every night, kind of getting a new roster, getting a new team. Um, and, you know, we, we were kind of speaking about this a little bit before, but it sounds like you take a little bit of a more of an, uh, an analytical approach than most would to the game. I know, uh, you know, Coach being 143 years old, uh, he's been, he kind of has, takes the, the approach where he's using his common basketball knowledge, knowing these coaching tendencies, knowing how players react to situations, uh, and just overall, I guess, knowledge of the game that he's had watching it uh, for 292 years. But I think it's going to be good for us to have that outside perspective of a guy like you who just kind of crunches the numbers, who's always looking on the inside, knowing the trends. Uh, you sound like you like to make some waiver wire ads. So, you know, I'm all about that. I love working the wire as well. And that's and usually the people that are sitting there kind of scouring their wire are the ones that transition to DFS the, the best. Uh, they know that, you know, kind of targeting certain matchups and guys' usage rates and, you know, who to capitalize off when somebody's sitting out, who's going to get the minutes. Um, that kind of comes a little bit more naturally to them. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that we have you on, man. I'm excited to do some shows. I know we were talking a little bit uh, over the past few weeks, and I was saying that we we're going to try to get you on soon. And, man, hey, welcome aboard. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad too, and first podcast ever, so hopefully this thing goes well for us. <laughs> well, uh, listen, it can't go worse. My first, uh, my first show I ever did over here at Hoopball, I was so excited. I was all by myself. I didn't have any co-hosts or anything like that. Uh, it was about, it was about probably like an eight to ten game card, I believe, and it took me about an hour and fifteen minutes to break down the whole thing on my own. I was very proud of my work afterwards, and I realized I didn't hit the record button. So, uh, you know, then it rolled around. It's about 2 a.m. and I had to do it all again. So it can't go much worse than that. I, I made sure we're recording here. Uh, so I think I think we'll be all right. But we have a six-game card to break down. There's five on the main slate. And then we also have a 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time showdown slate that we'll get to. But before we get there, uh, I do have one of, you know, of course, our reads. Um, and one of them is obviously near and dear to my heart. And, Miles, we're going to get to it after I read it. And I'm going to have to ask your opinion on it. But it's Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Um, I absolutely love these guys. They've been our first sponsor. They've been our ride or die since, you know, for as long as I've been here and can remember. So, uh, you know, definitely check them out. You can go on their website, HawaiianIslesCona.com, or, or you can check them out on Amazon by just searching Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Or you just jump on them at Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee. You can just ask me. I will give you 13 different ways to find this stuff because it is in my cup every morning. Miles, are you a coffee guy? No, I'm not actually. I don't drink coffee at all, so that's why I'm uh, a bit of a black sheep then on this. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering why you're keeping quiet over there. I, listen, uh, you're drinking it, man. You got it. You got to try it. Why, so I got to ask. You guys, you guys are getting me to the point where I'm almost tempted to buy it just because you talk about it so much. Well, I, listen, that's how most people start drinking coffee. I remember when I first started, you know, drinking coffee. I was it was accidentally almost. It was getting it with like extra sugar and extra cream. Um, and then you slowly wean yourself down to like the grumpy old man stage where if you don't give it to me piping hot and black, I'll be angry. So, uh, you know, you'll, I'm sure you'll get there. I didn't ask you, how old are you, Miles? 
I'm uh, 28, so I think I'm the same age as you. Same as it, yep, same. So you're you're okay, cool. Another one on the young train, eat it, coach. Suck it. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not hiring anybody over at the retirement home, so we're keeping it fairly young. Uh, good to know. All right, cool, man. So we got a lot of games to get to, and I, I like to make it nice and simple for us, uh, you know, right off the rip, it being your first show. And I, I like to be a gentleman, so um, I like to give you first crack at, you know, which team you'd like to start with and and I, you know, we'll start with the showdown slate, man. So we're going to be using DraftKings pricing tonight. Um, obviously, they're the only kind of, you know, not the only site, but one of the major sites I like to play on uh, that will be offering the showdown slate. And since I'm hosting it, that's what we're going to do, right? I guess, I guess I can be a little bit greedy on this kind of situation. I assume a lot of my followers are going to be listening to uh, DraftKings. I know we used to do DraftKings contests last season, so we might even look to get a little bit of contest going on multiple sites now. I kind of want to. Sp- Broaden our horizons a little bit, get all of our Hoobers over here involved, not just the ones that are playing on certain sites. So, Miles, we have the Miami Heat going against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This game's going to be taking place in Cleveland. I know you spoke about a ton of value in this game that you were excited to talk about, so I'll let you kick it off. All right. Well, I'm going to hop onto the Miami side to start. Um, I'm Since it's a showdown one, I'm definitely going to show uh, throw Jimmy Butler into the um, captain spot there. I think he's just gonna, you know, go out there and dominate because right now on the Miami side, there's half the teams like out or questionable to play even tomorrow. Because yeah, let's see, there's Winslow's out, and I believe yeah, Goran Dragic is questionable, and he's one of the guys I was looking at. I would I wanted to plug in right away, but uh, yeah, he's got an illness possibly, so we'll see what goes on there. And if, I mean, if he's out, then I'm gonna go to Kendrick Nunn and uh, plug him in for sure. And then besides that, I'm probably going to go with, uh, for value, I'm looking at Kelly Olnick probably. And then after that, I mean, you're kind of getting down into yeah, the dumpster there. But uh, probably Duncan Robinson, especially if Hero and uh, um, Drogic are out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, wanna I agree with you on that Butler take. I like that, man. I, I think that he's like the obvious candidate uh, for most people's kind of, you know, crown jewel or captain spot, whatever you want to call it, because he's going to have to take on a lot of this load, a lot of this usage. And I think we've seen over the past few games with Winslow sitting out, Dragic kind of stepped up and would be that, you know, pseudo point guard and play 30, 34 minutes, closing the games a little bit too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I think that's, that's the obvious spot uh, for your captain. And looking at the other pieces, I think that, you know, Kendrick Nunn is obviously going to have to pick up a little bit of usage. He's actually priced up a little bit, so I don't know. If, yeah, I've if, noticed that. It's yeah. unfortunate. He's higher than uh, 2,000 higher than Drogic is. Yeah. So, and, I mean, if that, Drogic's in, he's pretty much a lock and load for that slate, I think. Yeah, that's a, and it's only an illness that he's dealing with, so there's a chance he does play. Um, you know, that could go either way. We've kind of seen with Je- Jeff Teague over the past week and a half and missing – you know, four games because of an illness, five games because of an illness. So who knows which way? We don't know exactly what it is he's dealing with. And, you know, with all these other injuries, yes, I do think, like you brought up Duncan Robinson, he's definitely going to be a value player that's going to pop to mind. Um, you know, he doesn't, you know, necessarily fill the stat sheet, but he can grab, you know, four or five boards. He's dirt cheap. Um, you know, when he's in that starting lineup, you could probably look at at least 10 to 15 points in this kind of matchup. And then another guy I wanted to keep an eye on is Myers Leonard. Uh, you know, he's, he started off the beginning of the season playing a lot better. His minutes kind of have been slowly, slowly tapering off as Linux got healthy. He should still be in that starting lineup, and this is against a, a Cavs team that plays big. You know, they're going to see Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love in that starting lineup. So I think they're going to be forced to play uh, Olenek and Myers Leonard extra minutes, to uh, you know, more minutes than normal alongside of Adebayo. So um, I think all three of those guys are in play, and you know it's going to be hard for me to fade out of bio with how great he's been playing. I mean, Bam's been n- nothing short of like spectacular this season. He's doing it in the assist column. The guy's averaging almost five assists per game this season. So I think you know, looking at like a Butler, Bam, uh, you know, lock those guys in, just being the top options on this team. And then if you wanted to go with either like a Myers Leonard, Kelly Olynyk, and then maybe chip in with a Duncan Robinson, um, those are the four main primary guys I'm going to be looking at. I think. I think if we see that Dragic's ruled out, I'll, uh, you know, I might let Kendrick Nunn slide off the radar a little bit just because I think he'll be pretty high-owned. It might be an edge that we can gain, and he's, he's expensive at the end of the day. So I don't know if I'll be able to get some of this other, you know, some of these other major pieces that we're going to look to target on the other side of the ball and Nunn. Yeah, I'll say if you're going to be fitting uh, Leonard and Routes in there, then I'm guessing you're going to be throwing in uh, 
love on the other side. Yeah, so that's my point. And I, I think, you know, if we, if we look at Cleveland, we have to look at the guys that have been doing it, uh, you know, and they've been doing it well, <laughs> doing yeah. it, doing it, and doing it well. It's the two big front guys. Yep, those are the two. They're crushing it lately. Yeah, we see, we've been seeing their price tag kind of dip over the past few games, and for rightfully so. I mean, Kevin Love's kind of slowly tapered off, and we're seeing the minutes kind of slowly taper off a little bit. But, uh, you know, this is a game where I think they're going to need them. And at the end of the day, they're not really trying to win every game. I don't think they they really want to. But right now, it's still early enough where they're trying to be competitive as often as possible. So I think Tristan uh, Tristan Love, Tristan Love, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson are uh, definitely both in play. Colin Sexton's been playing fantastic. Um, if you if you want to go that he direction. He worries me a little bit always because, you know, he's just so... He fluctuates so much, right? Yeah, and that's and that's the whole thing. He's completely, um, you know, strictly a GPP play. If you're doing any like showdown cash game games, I'd probably not, you know, not look that way. I'd avoid him. Um, but I mean, the the obvious guys I think you can look at are going to be the two front court guys, and if you want to look at, I think Jordan Clarkson off the bench is another way I would look. Um, yep. He's also been playing good. He's been seeing a couple like a couple extra minutes where he's getting the 26 minute games. But we're looking at four straight uh, games, double digit scoring. Three of the past four, he's got at least 25 DraftKings uh, points. So uh, those are my primary. I don't know. What else? Uh, did, I, did I miss anything on Cleveland? Is there anything that you saw that I didn't? Nope. Um, yeah, like for sure. I'd say I'd, I'm more on Clarkson than I am Sexton for sure. Yeah, because he just seems to be a little more consistent. And then I was possibly thinking of Larry Nash Jr., but yeah, he, you know, he's been kind of up and down this year as well. Yeah, he's he's always been like if we know he's getting the minutes, if we know he's playing 34, 35 minutes, then it's a guy that we pretty much have to consider. Uh, but with all these guys healthy in the front court for the first time in a little while, it's it's really tough to go that way. There's no real need for them to play minutes. They seem pretty you know devoted into kind of showcasing these two guys because we have to think that one, if not both, are going to be on the move uh, come time of the trade deadline if they're looking to kind of keep this rebuilding process going and they want to get any pieces. So uh, I, I think until that happens, um, it's, it's going to be really hard for me to play Nance. I just don't think that upside's really there. And you're, you're kind of paying for that risk to come in there with him. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, uh, that's the showdown slate. That's the first one down. Now we get to move over to the main slate. Uh, and this, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little different. So the early one starts at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The, the next set of games start at 8. Uh, first game of the night, it's going to be a little bit of a revenge narrative in here. We have the Dallas Mavericks versus the New York Knicks. This is going to be taking place in the Garden. Uh, you know, we'll see Spike Lee uh, courtside screaming his head off on this one. And, uh, you know, gentlemen, I am. I'll let you kick it off, man. Which team would you like to start with? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton for this game myself. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll start on uh, the Dallas side here. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious I'm going to be looking at Luka just because, you know, He's just been so dominant this year. Um, and then besides Luca, though, I mean, I I don't really have much other interests. I mean, there is one guy I'm looking at that he's just priced so low right now. And I'm like, you know, for GPP for sure, DeLon Wright at 3,800, I'd, I'd definitely take him in, for a few, in a few spots. I mean, I, I think Luca's just goes without saying at this point. He's just been tearing it up. I, I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest Luca truthers that there is. Very hard to not play this kid at this point, especially on this slate where we don't really need to spend up a whole lot. Uh, there's a few options that we will have. So, yes, Luca will be one of my targets. I'll be looking to get him in a lot of lineups. But, I, you know, I, I got to bite the narrative in this. and I'm not even, It's not just the narrative for me, too. It, it's the price tag. And I'm looking at Chris Stops, 6,900, traveling back, playing in Madison Square Garden for the first time in what, like two years now? Because he didn't play in a year and a half when he was hurt over there either. So yep. I think this is going to be big for him. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion surrounding this game. When they teed, uh, when they teed off against the Knicks earlier in the season, he had a pretty good game. It was only a few games ago. He put up 50 DraftKings points. So um, I think I, I would be hard-pressed to not have shares of Luka and Porzingis. I don't know if I would necessarily play them together. I think they do correlate well together in ways. Uh, but, you know, maybe in the lineups where I'm looking to put in, like, a, you know, Giannis, or spending up on you know getting a couple of the Trey Young or Jokic in there, uh, I'll look towards Chris Stops over Luca just to kind of you know keep some exposure on that Maverick side. But uh, I would probably draw the line there. I'd, I'm not really messing with their secondary bench guards and you know the mix up of Delon Wright and Seth Curry and 
Jalen Brunson, and then they throw in J.J. Bray here and there. So um, I'm really going to steer clear yeah. from that. And Dwight Powell. It is pretty messy. Yeah. And when they're just eating, like once we start getting further into the year and there's a couple injuries and one or two of them sits out and we know that one of them's getting 28 minutes and he's 3,800 on DraftKings, I think that's his bright time in the right matchup where you want to take a look at those guys. I don't know about on a five-game card where – we have a lot of a lot of fast paced games, so we have a lot of good games that are fun to target on this slate. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not plugging them into a cash game, but I thought for a few GPP flyers, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to plug them in a couple spots. No, hey, listen, I mean, like I said, in the same to- token, there's five games, um, so we're not going to have a ton of value to you know really sort through uh, as as much as we would on like tonight's card or a ten game card or whatever it may be. But are you looking yeah. at anybody over there on the Knicks, or are you uh, are you kind of? Uh, on the next side, just one guy, just because his, I mean, his usage and his minutes are always there right now. It's uh, Marcus Morris. That's pretty much it. I mean, I think last time too, I think he had like forty-seven draft points, drafting points against them. I think. Yeah, he he did. Yeah, I think it was forty-seven point seven five. He he absolutely smashed yeah. them. Twenty-nine uh, points, nine rebounds, three assists. So he, he definitely came out, and he has been playing great. You know, I, I started jumping on him a little bit, and it was at the right time when they played Boston, and he was going back to TD Garden, and it was kind of that revenge narrative in that case. And yeah. he really just been catching fire ever since. Um, the only problem I run into when I look at Morris is his price tag. At 6400 yes, I know he's been paying it off a little bit, but then I look at Julius Randle, who's only 600 more, and I know Randle's upside. I know this may not be a, a matchup that's kind of suited for him necessarily, uh, but he just seems like he's a guaranteed walking. Like his floor seems so much. It's so he's like pretty much thirty. Yeah, and there's nothing below that usually. Yeah, and and we've seen in the past when he's been given the opportunity in the minutes, he could get up there and he could even get to the triple double territory uh, the way he plays point forward as well. So I I definitely think. I I prefer Randall just for the safe floor, um, and I know that his his upside is actually still in there. We haven't seen it as much this season, but it will come. It's Julius Randall, that you know. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm waiting for that. He's on a few of my uh, season long leagues, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah, he punches everybody out of the way and just grabs rebounds like left and right. He doesn't care who it is. So those those times will come um, shortly. I I mean. I'm kind of hopped off the whole Barrett bandwagon for a little while. Yes, he's, he still performed well. He came out with a big he game last well game. yesterday, but yeah, the two before that were stinkers, so I don't blame you for that at all. And uh, I don't think I'm really going to keep messing around with uh, the front court between the minutes going between, you know, Taj Gibson, Mitchell Robinson's is still kind of questionable, actually. So he has been upgraded. Whether or not he plays, I, I will it'll be seen, so monitor the news. But whether he plays, whether he not plays, I'm not touching anybody in the front court other than Randall. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right, man. So uh, that's the first 8 o'clock game down. We have two more. We're going to move over to Chicago versus Milwaukee. Uh, this one's going to be taking place in Milwaukee. So there is definitely a chance of a little bit of a blowout factor involved. And, you know, we don't like to necessarily predict blowouts. But I guess if you want to say if there's games, any game that's most li- or more likely to have a blowout on this slate, I think it would be this one. Would you agree? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's always that possibility. I mean... Chicago didn't do too bad the last couple of games, haven't they? No, no. They, listen, uh, you know, Wendell Carter's been playing a lot better. He's uh, one of the guys I have. He's like the only guy on the Chicago, Chicago side that I'm actually looking at. We'll jump to it, man. I, I, I think I, I want to hear what your take is on, uh, on Chicago. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to how you're game scripting this game. And that's going to totally dictate, you know, your exposure to it. If you think this game... Is it going to go three, three and a half quarters? Then you know you're probably not going to have a ton of exposure. You're probably not going to want to play, you know, the guys, uh, you know, the bigger names from Milwaukee and everything. But um, I, I actually, I actually do. I know I, I said that this. If there is a game that ha- has a chance to be a blowout, it is this one, and I stick by that. I actually do have a lot of interest in this game, so I'm kind of curious. I do. To I do too. But uh, yeah, so I guess I'll kick it off with uh, Chicago, and I'll let you talk about the Milwaukee side since I've been kind of getting the. The better sides of stuff so far, I feel like. Um, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that, man. Everyone sticks me with the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always a fun one to talk about. Um, so, yeah, on the Chicago side, the one guy I'm looking at is Wendell Carter Jr. You know, he's been pretty consistent the last few games here, and uh, I just like the spot he's at right now. I mean, yeah, it's probably going to be hard for him to get some boards away from Giannis with, uh, you know, Middleton being out. And I think there was some, I saw something on Twitter and it was like some crazy stat set of what um, Giannis does when Middleton's out. And like, I feel like it was something like he gets 30 points a game, 14 rebounds and like eight assists, you know, 
something pretty high. Um, but yeah, he's the one guy on the Chicago side. I really like in what he's been doing. And besides him, I don't really have too much other interest. You know, Zach Levine has been doing much for me. He's just, you know, he's scoring, but his, uh, um, complimentary stats just aren't consistent enough for me to want to pay, you know, 71 hundred for him. I completely agree. And I, I think, you know, nobody's really playing marketing at this point. It's a little tough to do so. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I think my, my favorite option would also be Wendell Carter Jr. I just like his price. I like what he's been doing. Um, I think that the only, you know, like you said, the only thing, the rebounds might not be there as much because he's also going to be covering Brooke Lopez, who stretches out to the three-point line, likes to pull centers yeah. away from the paint. So Giannis can just push that tempo right when he grabs the board. So I do think that is going to be a factor that may uh, impact him. But this also seems like they're going to need his defense. They're going to need his length. Um, and I'm, I'm actually, I, I would expect some, a halfway decent game, and he'd probably be my main primary focus if I'm looking at anybody on Chicago. Um, but I also wanted to bring up Thad Young because he did play 30 minutes last game. This yes. does seem like a matchup where he would be better suited, where he can cover multiple positions. I think that he would make sense trying to, uh, you know, D up Giannis for a little while. So I, I, I do want to mention him at 4,500. I think he'll go, he'll fly under the radar. I don't think he has tremendous upside. Uh, but, you know, at that price tag, I feel comfortable saying that he can get us anywhere between like 22 to 30, um, and that would pay it off. And I think, you know, we're not, like I said, we're going to have some value, but if you're trying to, you know, pivot off of some of this chalkier kind, I think he's an option. Um, otherwise, you know, Levine, yeah. if you wanted to game stack it, uh, he's questionable right now, so we're going to have to monitor it. He rolled his ankle. Um, he's expected to play. At the end of the day, it's not supposed to be a bad injury. He should play. Uh, it's just, you know, who's going to do the scoring for this team to kind of keep this game closed? Because, yes, Milwaukee's missing Chris Middleton. They still have plenty of other guys that they're going to be able to get oh, the yeah. job done with. So we're, they're going to need somebody on their side. I'm not really touching the point guard situation. I know that Bledsoe and the combination of George Hill are very good defensively. Um, and just the whole Milwaukee team in general. So I'm not going to go pinpointing. If, if anything, it's going to be going against their front court. Um, and then, like, I think the random shot on Thad Young. So that's what I got yep. for you over there. and. You, you you like the Thad Young call? You thought, what do yeah, you think about? Especially with Fado Porter Jr. Like, yeah, he's been a guy who's been on my radar the last few games because yeah, he's been hovering around this you know forty five hundred to forty eight hundred price, and you know his floor to me seems like it's at least twenty fantasy points seems to be so. Um, you know, for that price, not too bad. Yeah, he's had several several games this season where he's putting up you know everywhere anywhere between twenty two and thirty, and I think that's kind of like the base floor I'm looking for when I'm trying to target him in, in a matchup or maybe even looking at him at all. I haven't played him at all really this season. I think maybe at one matchup I went to look for him, but I just think on a five card slate he's an option. I'm not like I said. I don't. I want to put a little emphasis on it. Don't go out there and start your lineups with Dad Young. Yeah. At the end of the day, there are there are some other forty five <laughs> guys that I like a lot more, and we'll be getting to those later on. Yes, and uh, all right. So let's just go straight over to Milwaukee then. Giannis, obviously, in play, uh, most likely going to be the highest score on the slate if this game goes four quarters. No ifs, ands, or buts, I think about it. Um, 11-7, though, you're paying for him on DraftKings. Um, I'm definitely going to keep him in my player pool. He's definitely going to be an option. I'll probably have him in about 30% of my lineups at the end, when it's all said and done. Uh, but if I'm not playing Giannis, I think I am going to load up on Eric Bledsoe. This is an absolute fantastic matchup for him. He's been crushing it since he's been getting the minutes. Even before he was getting the 30-minute mark again, he was absolutely smashing, putting up numbers that we'd be happy paying 8K for. Um, Malcolm Brogdon being off this team gives him all the ball-handling responsibility again, gives him more usage, and now we're talking Chris Middleton's out again too. So this is going to be just the Giannis and Bledsoe show. Um, I'm perfectly okay with getting lots of shares of both these guys. I will want lots of shares of both these guys. And if you want to start looking at the ancillary pieces that are going to kind of pick up the scraps, you're going to be looking at, like, you know, Wesley Matthews probably uh, chipping in a couple more minutes. Wouldn't be a main target of mine. 4200 though. He's in that price tag with Thad Young. So he is playable. Um, and then, you know, Sterling Brown. I think, you know, I think Sterling Brown has a little bit more upside than Matthews. Matthews with the same yeah, floor, just given the minutes. Yeah, Sterling Brown was one of the guys I had uh, circled there for sure. Um, you know, I think they had something with his season last year with uh, seven starts. I think he was averaging about 14 points, uh, six boards, and like two and a half assists. So that's he's definitely going to hit value if he gets that with at 4,400. Yeah, and I don't I don't know exactly what to expect for minutes. I'm kind of predicting anywhere between like 24 to 28. Um, you know, Matthews was already kind of playing a decent amount of a decent workload. He wasn't getting you know 30 minutes night in and night out. 
Um, but, you know, he was floating around early on in the season around that 30-minute mark, kind of dipped down a little bit as guys started getting healthy. Bledsoe started playing a couple more minutes. So he'll probably jump back up to the 28-30, but we, we know his upside. He's, you know, he's a little bit beyond his years. He's a stand-in-the-corner kind of DN3 type guy. So um, I think when you look at a guy like Sterling Brown, he's got a little bit more rebound and assist upside. We've seen him get a couple steals in some big games before. Uh, he'd be the guy I'd be targeting more in GPPs, maybe Matthews in cash. Um, but that's all I really got on this side of the ball. I don't think we need to get too cute. I think, you know, just those three or four options are the main guys I'm going to keep in my player pool. Yep. Yeah, hit the <clears throat> nail on the head there because those were the, well, I just had the three guys. I didn't have Wesley Matthews. I'm just not a fan of him. Listen, I don't think a lot of people are anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I loved his game when he was playing over in Portland. But after he ruptured his Achilles, uh, it just takes a lot of any player. You know, no fault to his own. It's just hard for anybody to come back after an injury like that. Yep. No uh, doubt. All right. Last eight o'clock game. We will move on. It is the Los Angeles Clippers on the second half of a back-to-back against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, a little bit of fun in, on both sides of this, so I don't think it's going to be a, you know painful for either one of us to talk about it. So, kick us off. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to go to the New Orleans side here. Um, <laughs> I, I try to think. What was that? When was New Orleans' last game? Was that on Sunday or something like that? I believe so, yes. So today, we're recording this, it's Wednesday, uh, they played on Monday, I believe, I'm sorry. So yeah, I just have like a quick story here, I had uh, I had Ingram locked in on uh, Fantasy Draft there, and uh, so I got, you know, a couple goose eggs with him in there, and that really, uh, that really peeved me off. Oh yeah, you, you and half <laughs> and then... of Twitter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, now, too, with him, he still has the knee issue coming in. And I think even if he does play, I, I feel like Kawhi will be on him. And I just I don't want to pay for him or look at him at all, even if he is playing. Um, the players that I'm looking at are probably uh, J.J. Redick and uh, Kenrich Williams at uh, 4,500. Yes, yeah, so you you're, you're looking at that value. If, yeah, well, I mean, too, it's like if Josh Hart is, I think, yeah, he's ruled out already. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if Brandon Ingram's also ruled out, those two are going to be playing big minutes and... Uh, I mean, they both have been producing when they've been getting the minutes actually here and they with the starts. So those are the two I'm looking at on the New Orleans side. Yeah, um, I, I, mean, I like that K. Rich call. I think, uh, you know, me and Coach have both been you know riding that train as long as he's been in the starting lineup, and I don't think there's any reason to really get off of it right now. Yeah, no, I definitely don't see a reason to get off that train. I prefer a same price tag to Thad Young, so if you're wondering about that, yeah, I definitely prefer Kenrich Williams. Is it, will Kenrich Williams be a lot higher owned? Yes, but it's it's for good reason. So he's not necessarily a pivot off a guy like that. I, I think you know, given the matchup, it's maybe not be the best matchup on paper, especially with Paul George expected to more likely suit yeah. up in this game too. Um, but you know, limited minutes, I'm assuming. So it's not like he's going to be on there. Kenrich should play his way into 35 minutes. Um, and he's like a decent point per minute guy. We're just being on the floor for 35 minutes. He should be looking at at least, you know, 25 to 30 DraftKings points, I would think. Yep, I agree with that. All right, man. Cool, cool. I, yeah, I agree. I like your takes over there. I think that, uh, you know, you could look to pay up for Drew Holiday. I wouldn't mind it. You I was have a thinking about him, but I'm just, I mean, yeah, if uh, Patrick Beverly being there and stuff, you know, he always gets in people's uh, heads a bit, and I'm just a little worried about that. Oh, you mean like like Westbrook getting three fouls in the first six minutes? Tonight? <laughs> uh, you know, if, if only yeah. somebody yeah. had mentioned that on a on a podcast uh, last night, where a certain you know that that, that he does that. No, I'm just I don't, I don't like to pat myself. I I played a little bit of Westbrook. I think even in our coaches challenge contest over there, I think I did a Westbrook lineup. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of wish I uh, I stuck to my guns and just played hard. And I did play more hard. I think I ended up on on, on all my lineups. I think I went about seventy, like a seventy to thirty ratio between Harden and Westbrook for my lineups. Um, so that that'll probably you know still end up paying off at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, looking at the Clippers, I think um, you know I'm not really touching anybody in this kind of game. I'm not really interested in too many people. Uh, you know, the whole Paul George, Kawhi Leonard kind of meshing together, getting their things figured out. I think that's going to take a lot of the focus for this team, and it's kind of going to take some bumps in their offense for a little while. It's still going to be a fantastic team defensively, uh, but we've just seen even with you know veteran players, them adapting to new teams can sometimes take a couple games. You know, Mike Conley has been struggling his ass off, and it looks like he's just starting to put things together. Um, and then I'm not really too interested in anything else as far as like their front court guys, Zubach. Um, I think that you know the the whole bench mob between Harrell and Lou Williams is always in play, but it's a back to back. Second half of a back-to-back, you know those guys are getting good run. I know Lou Williams started the second half 
um, th of this game, you know, tonight. So I, I would expect that these guys, you know, not necessarily be worn out, but they're playing Houston. Houston's a run-and-gun team. They play very fast, and that could take the best out of anyone. So that, you know, the game stayed close enough tonight where these guys still play decent minutes. So I just want to, bring, you know, bring that to the fruition or bring that to the forefront and kind of, you know, let people understand. Take that how you'd like with it. I, I mean, it's tough. This is this, this does feel like that spot where you can take advantage of Lou Willow Harrell stack, but you know, I would really want to be running it back with a lot of the names. And this doesn't seem like a game where I, I want to run it back with a lot on the other side. So that's kind of my thinking on it, where if you're going to be running, if you're going to be playing like a Drew Holiday, Kenrich Williams, and maybe somebody else and do like a nice game stack and bring it back with, you know, Harold and Lou Williams, you could. Um, but I don't, I don't know. What do you think, man? Are you going to be going there? I, I'm like kind of struggling with this one right I'm, here. My uh, mind's telling me no, but my body's saying like, you know, throw, <laughs> throw one lineup in with the stack. Why not? Yeah, I was uh, even kind of weary of the Harrell and uh, Williams stack tonight because I thought that um, Paul George might be coming back tonight. And if he had been coming back tonight, I was even going to, I was, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of it. But I mean, with him out, I was had no quarrels with it. But uh, yeah, if you're saying that, you know, it's going to be a fast paced game with them tonight with Houston, I mean, tomorrow, I think, yeah, New Orleans is sitting at the their third uh, fastest team in the league, too. So, you know. They're already, uh, they might, like I said, be a little tired, and if they're going to have to try and keep pace again, you know, might be getting to them. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, I wasn't too big on the uh, Clippers side. I didn't have anybody I really wanted, and um, I, it's kind of a little bit news-dependent as well to see how things shake out. So that's something I'm going to be following tomorrow to see who's ruled in, who's ruled out, because, you know, Kawhi might be out with, uh, with the back-to-back -back there. And, you know, to see if actually if Paul George is actually going to play or not. Yeah, I would have thought that they wanted to play them on the in the same game for that continuity reasons. Like, why kind of stagger these guys, especially if Paul George is going to play limited minutes. So, um, I mean, you know, Doc Rivers wouldn't talk about it in the presser. So, the pregame press conference, somebody asked about, you know, Paul George playing tonight and whether or not tonight, uh, Kawhi was going to play tomorrow. He kind of chuckled and said he wasn't going to answer that. So, uh, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen, kind of monitor the news. The good thing is it's one of those situations where it's not going to be like a Brandon Ingram where we're going to find out last minute. We should have uh, the confirmation on whether he's playing or not, you know, I would assume a few hours before. So uh, just keep your eye out for the news. Follow Hoopball Fantasy on the on Twitter so you can check out our blurbs. You could always, you know, follow us. And, you know, Miles, shout out your Twitter, man. Let, it, let, let the group get to know who you are. Go follow him on Twitter. He will be splurging loads of good information. He'll be probably doing the same thing that we all do, uh, you know, sharing the injury news. So why don't you give him your Twitter, by the way? Yeah, so my Twitter is uh, Miles6565. Um, it's M-Y-L-E-S. Um, yeah, so pretty simple there. All right. <laughs> nice. They like to keep it um, basic. And then the other thing I say too is, uh, you know, go on to uh, Hoopball there and go into the forums and then go into the DFS thread that me and Andy run and uh, follow that. Um, Andy's pretty, uh, <clears throat> pretty uh, vigilant on that always. Um, I'm usually just, I start the thread always and I try and do a timeline breakdown. And actually, that's another thing too, that timeline breakdown. I want to know if you guys are finding that useful or not. Because it does take up a bit of my time, but if you guys are liking it, I'll keep on doing that. Dude, I love everything that you're doing over there in the forums. You guys are absolutely crushing it. Um, we were, me, I know me and Coach, we were super excited when we found out we were going to bring a couple more guys onto this DFS side of things over here. Because, you know, I've I've been over here at Hoopball. This is going on, uh, you know, my, I've been it's about three three and a half seasons so far. And I remember first coming here, there wasn't a lot of DFS. Like I I was teaching uh, some of the, some of the guys here what DFS was pretty much. And you know, seeing this thing grow and seeing that we got guys running the forums and we're all these different avenues. We're getting you on shows. It's it's awesome, man. And I'm glad you're a part of it. Um, I, I want to keep seeing this thing grow and we can only do that. You know, I think this is the right time to bring it up and, you know, give us some nice, uh, some reviews, some follows guys. We'd appreciate five stars, thumbs up. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts. Please go grab those guys. Check out some of our premium content. If you're not already a subscriber to the premium content over at Hoopball, uh, I really don't know what you're waiting for. There's loads of good information between, you know, the pre-draft guide with the B-150, the updated newsletters every week. We have premium content coming out left and right. Mike Panda Passador pumping out articles like it's his job, our in-house Raptors guy. I mean, now that we have, I know now we have two, he's not even Canadian. 
Can he out raptor you? That's what I need to know because is oh, that, he is, can he can out raptor me. Uh, the <laughs> Raptors aren't even my team. I know. So what's your team? 76ers. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to pretend you're not a bandwagon and you've been what, loving them for a while. That you well, didn't I've, do- I've been on them before, uh, like when I first started in the 2016-2017 season. That's when I started liking them. Before so, they were even close to being the you know playoff or like championship contention. So you're in Hinky we trust then. So you're a, you're a Hinky guy. <laughs> you yeah. got you got to be, I think, right? So Awesome. I think we got that out of the way. And, you know, again, I just want to give a shout out to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. They're absolutely phenomenal over there. Uh, we're going to be bringing on a few more ad reads. You know, I think I figured I'd give the Manscaped one uh, a break tonight, but definitely check out their stuff, guys. Definitely. Um, and mybookie.ag. So go check them out. Promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y. Uh, we got plenty of plenty of reads over here. And, you know, listen, if you know anybody, uh, check them out, whether it's a gift whether it's an idea, a gag, whatever it is, check out, check them out. Get you know, get the lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped. Package it together with some dark roast coffee and throw some bets on the game and call it a night. So, moving on to the nine o'clock game, we have the best game on this on the card, in my opinion. I'm I'm going to be loading up all over this. So I was very excited to talk about this. We have the Atlanta Hawks facing the Phoenix Sun. High total game. This game's taking place in Phoenix. I don't care which team you want to talk about, Miles, because I'm going to love talking about both of these. So uh, pick your poison. Yeah, I know. This is one of the, my favorite games on the slate as well. Um, I think I'm going to go to – I'll go with the Phoenix side. Um, and on the Phoenix side, my uh, number one guy there is uh, Ricky Rubio. He's just been, you know, slaying it out there. And, and man, his dimes are just are crazy right now. Um, and then uh, besides him – I'm uh, going to be looking at Baines. You know, I don't think uh, Atlanta's, you know, uh, front court is, you know, anything too dangerous right now. So I think he'll uh, kind of have his way in there. And, um, you know, besides him, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really going to be looking to Booker, I don't think, too much, even though I know he's, you know, he can put up big numbers and stuff. I just, I think I like Rubio and Baines right now, especially with their price tags. Uh, yeah, I think both those guys are definitely in play. I love Rubio on this slate. I think he's uh, definitely going to be one of my top point guard options to choose from. Uh, the other one probably being in this game as well. So uh, I mentioned, you know, I'd probably say between Trey Young, Bledsoe, and Rubio, I will have yeah. loads of those three guys. I think those. those I will as well. Uh, and yeah, I think you know definitely you can look at Baines. His price tag is you know fair, fifty nine hundred. He's kind of been producing that regardless of the minutes he plays. It's a pretty good matchup on paper. Uh, fast paced game, like you said. There's they should be pretty weak in the front court. No John Collins, Alex Len a little hobbled. They started uh, Damian Jones last game, so or I'm sorry, Damian Jones. I always get confused. Damian Lee's the guy that just fractured his hand over there in Golden State. Uh, yep, Damian Jones, and you know, not not nothing to think of it there. Don't don't get suckered into that. Don't really play him. He's not going to get big minutes. Probably little no usage. Um, so, and but my whole point of that is he's not necessarily like a big defensive presence either. So, um, I think those three guys. I, I'm kind of hopped off the whole Ubre bandwagon for a little while, just until uh, you know we could see a little bit more stable minutes. He's kind of been a little up and down. 32, 25, 31, 19. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of sticking away from that. Uh, you know, I don't really want to touch too much with the ancillary front court pieces between Dario Saric and Frank Kaminsky. Kaminsky had a big game last game. Is he going to be able to repeat that? I don't know. So I'm not going to go, you know, seven to 10 each shot. So I'm going to, you know, count that as like a fluky game and just kind of stare clear of that one as well. So yeah, I think just those three pieces, uh, is, is real, um, where I'm going to get my exposure in this game. Um, and yeah, I know you said you didn't like Booker and I, you know, I, I think I would probably prefer Rubio over Booker just because we know yeah. we're getting the Ruby, uh, the rebounds and the assists with Rubio guaranteed. Um, you know, Booker, we're kind of really, really relying on that scoring now that Rubio is playing alongside of him last season, we'd get, you know, a couple like eight, eight to nine to 10 assist games from Booker. And it was because he basically had to play point guard as well. Um, but that's kind of a little different now, you know, Rubio's chopping into the ball handling and the usage a little bit. So I definitely will have shares of him. 8,100. I still think is way too cheap. I think this is a phenomenal matchup for him. Um, I wouldn't even mind if you wanted to take a stab at playing both of these guys. Uh, it just, I just don't know at the end of the day when I'm building my lineups and I'm looking at it, if it's going to correlate well with everything else. So those three guys, um, and then over on Atlanta, I, you know, I'll, I'll take a breather real quick. I'm just going to get it out there. I don't care how much Trey Young is 9,600. I don't care. I'm playing Trey Young. Oh, I think that's a great price for what he's been doing. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's and that's a, realistically that's what it is. Um, I think he's had maybe you know 
when he when he when he gets the minutes, it's guaranteed. He's had three games this season where he's basically hasn't performed up to value. One of them he got hurt and he played eleven minutes. The other one it was just an absolute blowout and he played twenty nine minutes. And then uh, you know there was one game where he just had I guess a down game, uh, and even then it was it was still it was still a pretty good game. So we're looking at. Three straight games of 60-plus uh, fantasy points. You know, last game, 42 actual points, 11 assists. This is an even better matchup. Um, they're going to need his offense. The usage is just out of this world. I'm going to keep riding him. I don't see how you can really fade him at this point. I mean, looking at you know him at 96 and Luca at 10, I would much rather have him at 96 and then just play Kristaps, still get my exposure over there. Yeah, you know, I like that. Um, the only other guy too there I'm liking is uh, Jabari Parker. He's just been balling out along beside him. You know, he's been he's the only other guy that's getting the usage pretty much him and Trey. Yeah, and I, I guess with Parker for me it just comes down to the price tag. He has gone up a little bit right now. He's he at seventy two hundred. I don't think that's you know absurd. I think it's actually you know fairly priced. Looking at his shot attempts over the past three games, eighteen, twenty three, eighteen, getting pretty good rebounds. You know, he's averaging I believe like ten over that span as well. So um, yeah, I definitely I definitely think he's an option. Um, when it comes down to it, I think I'd rather play Porzingis at 300 cheaper, just you know, 69 to 72 in the revenge game. So it's really going to come down to you know game scripting. If you're stacking this game up, how much you want to stack it up, um, and that's where more or less where I'd really start looking at as a as an option. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Yeah, I actually didn't. Yeah, when I first was looking, I didn't realize how cheap Porzingis was when until you said that. Yeah, I, I think I would like his price in any matchup at that point. But just knowing that playing in the Garden again and you know, everything flying about this. He's probably been interviewed three or four times in the past day and a half about this game. So uh, it's it's going to go one of two ways. The nerves are going to get to him, and we're going to see a bad shooting performance or foul trouble, or he's going to yep. light this up. So I'm, I'm hoping for the latter. Uh, I think that, you know, at that price tag, I'm willing to gamble on the floor just because I think that, you know, his floor, the lowest we really generally see is at like 25-point mark, and that's not good. Uh, but if that's the lowest that he can get, and then we're talking 50, 60 point upside in this kind of matchup, that price tag is very, very hard to ignore. So we have one game left. It is the late night hammer, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Brooklyn Nets facing off against the Denver Nuggets, and this game is going to take place in Denver. So uh, we definitely have to factor in a little bit of that altitude change that's going to happen, and we kind of know uh, with our experience over time that players traveling into Denver sometimes don't you know, have the, the stamina that they would have in their home stadium or another stadium. So uh, that could be a factor. What do you think, though? Uh, which team would you like to start with? Um, I, yeah, there's, I, I have quite a bit of interest in this game, actually. But um, I'm going to start with the Denver side. And I'm going to go with the three players that I was targeting last game. And uh, I think, actually, if they help me take down one of my uh, DraftKings uh, GPPs I was in there, or multiplier games I was in, um, with uh, Will Barton, uh, Paul Millsap, and uh, I even plugged in Harris. And the thing is, is, they're all getting minutes. Like, I think Harris had 40 minutes last game. Will Barton was around, like, you know, in the high 30s as well. And then I think Paul Millsap was even mid-30s, which is, you know, pretty crazy because they're always talking about how uh, Jeremy Grant was going to come in there and take away his minutes, but I haven't seen that happening. So those are the three guys I like, and their price tags are all very reasonable. I think Will Bar- yeah, Will Barnes at the highest of 6,600, but I like paying for him. He's been consistent, been getting, I think he's averaging 39 fantasy points right now. So I have no problem with paying that for him. Yeah, I, I, the rebounds have been there, and that's the biggest thing I think with Barton is that it's not just fluky rebounding games. They're consistent. The guy's the second leading rebounder on the team next to Jokic, averaging almost eight a game. Uh, over his past four games, nine, twelve, seven, and ten rebounds, and he's going. He's one of their go-to wing scorers, and you know he's always going to get you a, a steal or two. He's always going to get you a couple threes. So he's kind of got a, a, a pretty solid floor baked into all of his ancillary stats. So I do think I like Barton still. I don't care about that price tag at sixty-six. He's been paying that off easily. This is a fantastic matchup for him. I prefer him over Murray. Uh, definitely. I don't, I, I'm, I don't yep. know if you, I didn't hear you mention Murray. So no, not, not a, no, I, I faded him last time too. He's just, he's wildly inconsistent always. He can have those big games for sure, but he can also have those games that aren't that great. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't generally play Murray too much. He's not a guy that I'm usually uh, attracted to very often. It's just knowing how deep um, you know Denver can play, and knowing that they got pretty good rotation guards with Morris and Beasley and other guys down there. So I don't really feel ever feel the need to kind of pay up. He's usually always around between that sixty like three and sixty eight hundred price tag. Um, yeah, and there's usually have a couple other good options flowing around that price range. So. All right, man. Yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head for Denver. I mean, you know, obviously I think Jokic needs to get brought up. Just, yes, he's been underperforming and not paying off the price tag, but it's a center going against Brooklyn. So it's Jokic for all these reasons. I got to mention him. Um, Will I be playing him? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me to get there with these other guys I do want to spend up on. You know, I mentioned Luca, Trey Young. We got Giannis Bledsoe. We got Devin Booker, Rubio. So there's a lot of guys that that we've mentioned that I will have shares in. Um, yeah. But I'd be remiss to say if I play 10 lineups, I'll probably have at least, you know, uh, one or two that have Jokic in there. So other than that, I'm not really looking at, you know, the, I'm not going to go to the really Gary Harris. I, I like the, you know, the Millsap call. I think he's a, an obvious pivot if you're not playing Jokic just because, you know, for that rebounding upside, there's three guys on this team that can rebound. It's Millsap, it's Jokic, it's Barton. You never really want to play, uh, you know, three of them in the same lineup because the, it's never going to work out well unless you're playing like a showdown. Um they're going to eat into each other's rebounding upside, plain and simple. So I would probably reserve myself to playing, you know, one of those two. If you wanted to play two of them together, I think the two together that would make the most sense would probably be Jokic and Barton, just because we know they can get it done in different ways. You know, Barton can have a 20-point game with seven or eight rebounds. Jokic can drop a triple-double in the same game. Um, I really wouldn't think that, you know, you're going to see Jokic drop like a triple-double. You're going to see Barton get seven or eight rebounds, and then all of a sudden Millsap's got like 11 and 12 or something like that. Um, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong with the game script. That's just the kind of the way I'm looking at it. And then shifting over to the Brooklyn side of the ball, Miles, I want you to, to who do you think takes advantage of this usage if Kyrie Irving sits? Because right now he's questionable. It was kind of a phantom injury. They're calling it a right shoulder impingement now. Um, and we also have Karis LeVert now, who's going to be missing several weeks uh, with uh, ligament damage in his thumb. So yep. there's going to be a ton of usage that goes around. I mean, this game... I, 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 there's going to be tons of value. I want to know where are you starting off? I mean, I think the obvious piece is Spencer Dinwiddie, but um, yeah, that's the obvious one for sure. His usage will be monster if uh, Kyrie is out. And I mean, especially if Levert out too. Um, yeah. yeah. And then going from there, the one thing that I was kind of keeping an eye on there was, uh, I think, uh, I think they're going to be putting Deandre Jordan in the, in the center there just because, you know, uh, Jokic is a big body and they're going to want him guarding him. That's a good call, and you know that's something that we like to look forward to because whenever we know that he's playing big minutes, we, I mean, three out of the past four games, DeAndre Jordan's put up at least 37 fantasy points. Last game, 15 Monster points, game, 17 game. rebounds, and that's against Utah. Um, they yeah. needed him against Gobert, so I like that call. I think that's a great call. Um, he's going to have to have a big game defensively if they're going to stay in this if Kyrie's not playing. So I, I think at 5,800, he's definitely in play. Um, I really like that call, actually. I'm definitely going to have to keep a little circle on him. I looked at him. I didn't think too much about it, um, but I, I do like that call. I'm glad you brought that up. And I and, uh, I think the other obvious spots that we can look at uh, would be the guys, the players that are going to be on the wing taking over some extra minutes. You know, obviously with Dinwiddie sliding over to point guard if Kyrie sits, we're going to see, you know, uh, Torrey and Prince and Joe Harris get a bump in usage. They're both going to be required to take a few yeah. extra shots. Uh, both at a fair price tag, 4600 and 5300 um, by no means fantastic value plays, but I think I like Joe Harris um, at that price, 4600 I think we'd be looking at like 25 fantasy points, which gets you a nice little 5 to 6x. Um, but other than those guys, I'm not really going to go to Garrett Temple. Somebody else can get suckered into that. 4500 I mean, at a min salary, I would, I would think about it. Um, but the ceiling's never really there with him. He's kind of very fluky. We'll see him have these random outburst games once every like six or seven games where he goes out there and puts up like 35 or something. Um, I'm not looking to target him, especially against in Denver against a good defensive team that uh, defense perimeter uh, wing players. Excellent. Like, you know, Gary Harris is no slouch whatsoever. Uh, I really like Gary Harris's defense. I like him as a player, too. I think he's uh, one of my favorites, actually. So. Uh, and that is all I have for this game. You have anything else that you might have, uh, you know, kind of picked up on when we were going through, or I missed? Uh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, like the Garrett Temple thing. I definitely wouldn't be rostering with all the other, uh, you know, values we have around that four mark. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't see any reason to plug him in. All right, man. Well, uh, I think we did it. We uh, we got through the slate six games. 
Uh, we did it fairly, I think at a fairly decent speed. Where are we at right now? Let me check. Uh, 48 minutes. So it could have been worse, but yeah. we spent some good Not time getting to know you, which I'm glad we did. You're going to be on the show a little bit more now. So I think the people deserve to know who we're talking to. Uh, and you know, obviously, definitely check out. We uh, we got coaches challenge going on right now. We're not gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. We I can have a peek we, at that. We can always dive into that a little bit, but I know, uh, you know, we we could talk about it, save it for the show a little bit tomorrow. Uh, give the shout out to the winner, get that cool swag and all that other good stuff because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's about having fun, joining this DFS community over here that we're growing at Hoopball. Uh, you know, playing with our with our bloggers, our writers. Our podcasters, we like to get involved with everybody, and definitely when you get a chance, give us a rating, a review, a thumbs up, whether it's a positive or negative comment, we want to hear it. Um, oh, okay, so now I'm checking on it. We'll mention it. You're uh, sitting just ahead of me right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I don't. I'm not doing anything fantastic. You're at ten there, right? Yeah, I got seven, eight. I put three in. I know that we could do okay. that. But I know Coach put like six or something. That when I was joining, I joined a little bit later than everybody else. I didn't want to take up all the. I think there was only a few spots left, so I think I put, I put three in, in. I put in two. I was, I, I actually only wanted to put in one, but I ended up with two. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting right behind you. I'm sitting at eleven three now. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of these, uh, you know, it's not it's not even a fantastic nope. lineup to be honest. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, you just jumped a bunch. You jumped up a few spots there. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of a lot of my edge is going to be playing Kent Bazemore on this slate. I think a lot of people hopped off him once they heard uh, Azonia or I'm um, sorry, uh, Rodney Hood, Hood was going to play. Um, back spasms are not something I got a bad back myself. It, it only takes running up and down the court a few times before those things kick back in and you want to take a seat. So I was all over him, and uh, you know, and my Jeff Teague, I've been. I'm glad he came back. I finally got to pull the trigger on him. 9,100. He put up 33 and a half fantasy draft points. Yeah, 8% had ownership. Yep. So, all right, man. Cool, cool. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Um, oh, yeah. And definitely, first off, I, I just wanted to say before we leave, go give everybody – I didn't give him a shout-out. I've been breaking the stones enough on the show. But uh, definitely follow Joe Sarvati and uh, Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic uh, and at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, you can follow me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Definitely check us out, Hoopball Fantasy. Uh, on Twitter, and that's where you're going to get all of our blurbs. And like I said, like and subscribe, thumbs up, rate, review. We will be back tomorrow. It'll be uh, me and Andrew Hansen. So another day without coach. Um, I don't. I don't know. I I kind of thoroughly enjoy those days now, uh, Miles. I, I mean, me and Coach talk like a we argue like a bickering couple now. We think we talk every single day. So it's nice to get a break from my uh, my housewife over there. <laughs> yeah no you guys are always at each other's throat i highly, uh, highly joke like this because i know he listens a lot when uh, i you know we always listen to the shows that we're not on of each other uh then we yeah. text each other you know joke around on the side and break each other's stones so i know he's gonna be listening to this and uh, i'm gonna have a big smile on my face tomorrow i'm gonna get like a sixth sense like a spidey sense i'm gonna know exactly when you listen to it because i'm just gonna get a random grin across my face <laughs> All right. All right, man. Yeah. So sounds good. And yeah, just give me a follow again there at uh, Miles sixty five sixty five M Y L E S is the spelling on that. Um, I try and uh, retweet a lot of the yeah, injury updates that come out, but uh, I'm actually uh, I work nights, so I'm on a different schedule than everybody. So I'm uh, I'm usually struggling to stay awake to see those updates. You know, they're usually coming out between you know uh, you know eight to twelve for me um, Pacific time. So. Yeah, I try and get those out there before I crash, and then I'm usually got an alarm, and I'm you know running off four hours of sleep right now. Actually, all right, well, we'll get you to bed. Man. We'll get you. To, we'll get you out of here. So follow Miles. Uh, follow everybody that we got over here. Rate review. See us tomorrow. We'll be here. Me and Andrew uh, bringing you guys the only you know free content, free DFS podcast seven days a week. We're bringing the heat every single night. Um, check us out. We'll be here, guys. It was good talking to you. I had fun with you, Miles. Look forward to doing the ones in the future. But we will talk to you later, guys. We'll see you later. Have a good one, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.